Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brian and Dylan take on, or is it the, where they're the reviewers now? Uh, welcome, welcome back to another episode of this show. This show. This, the show. Uh, I, I am your co-host Dylan here with my, my, my pal, my buddy, my, my big chief, Brian. Hey Dylan, how's it going? It's going good. So this podcast doesn't have an identity anymore. No. Or does it? I oh. Truth be told, I don't know currently what the title of this podcast is or what the theme song is when you're listening to this. <laughs> theme song um, might say the same, might change, who knows. Uh, right now, I think the title we're going with is Wicked Good Show. Wicked Good Show. Yeah. It's a show, and it's wicked good. I promise one of these days we will stick with the name, and we will just have the episodes, you know, be normal, and you'll be able to find it, and it'll be awesome. But uh, I like, it's not today. I like Wicked Good Show. I think it, it, it it's with our, our, our mothership, Wicked Good mm-hmm. Everything, on YouTube. Exactly. I, I think it lines up with that. And also, when you search the reviewers on iTunes, it just didn't come up. Like our show yeah, it was tough. Up. It was a tough break on that one. Good name, yeah. I thought, but I don't know. iTunes is just like no thanks. Trial, trial and error. That's what can you do? That's so, one of the good things about being like a smaller channel is you can experiment with this kind of stuff. Correct. Yes. Like we drop episodes on a Tuesday, or maybe we'll drop it on like a Saturday at like midnight. Who knows? Right. We're wild cards like that. <laughs> yeah, Brian. We're we're a little bit delayed, but we're finally talking. San Diego Comic-Con and Lion King the movie today, which I'm excited to, to talk about both of those things. One of the others I'm going to yell about. <laughs> yeah, no, it should it should definitely be good. I guess I don't, um, you know, starting the job soon, but for now still unemployed. And, you know, it's really taking a toll, you know, like today Jenny asked me to go grab bread from the store and I was like, I have to put jeans on. This is, yeah. this is an outrage. So I'm ready to get back to the real world. Nice. Ready to get back to work. Well, today you're not in the real world. We're we're in podcast land, baby. Let's yeah. uh let's jump right into San Diego Comic Con. I don't think I don't think the the listeners can wait any longer. All ten of them. Right. So, <laughs> uh yeah. So big big, big Comic Con for Marvel. It was pretty. Uh, this is probably the most uh, a lot of a lot of big breaking news happening at Comic Con that I can remember in a while. Because in the day of the internet and things leaking, uh, you usually you heard about a lot of things that were announced there prior to the actual Comic-Con happening. But with Marvel, they kept a lot of things on the wrap, and we finally got to see their, their like, storyboard, if you will, their timeline, which mm-hmm. I, which is infamous with Marvel and, and Disney movies. And, man, what can I say? I'm yeah, very I mean, – I'm, I'm excited for Marvel Phase 4. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm really excited. If there's one thing Marvel loves, it's uh, timelines. They don't always keep, you know, the timelines going. You can, uh, can ask some – shows on abc what was that show do you remember i'll, I'll, I'll look it up right in humans yep. okay in humans there we go yeah of Same course way. yeah how can you forget how can you forget yeah so uh in humans was announced as a movie and people were thinking oh this will be the answer to the x-men since they don't own the x-men and then the scrapped that and just got the x-men themselves and so made think- it a tv show and then canceled it what happened with Inhumans is they, they aired, like, the first two episodes at, like, IMAX or something like that. They aired it at, like, right. a movie theater. And the recep- the, it was awful. Like, the reception was terrible. It was mm-hmm. – people voted – They like, I think it had, like, a 6 on, like, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was Rotten Tomatoes that had a 6%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mar- Marvel – I mean, we didn't really know where they were going with Phase 4. We knew about the Black Widow movie. We knew, we knew there was going to be a Guardians 3. 
earlier in the week before Comic-Con came out, we got the, I guess if you want to call it, uh, the, the hammer dropped, if you will. Uh, the Thor 3 was announced with uh, Takai Waititi coming back, which was awesome. Big, great news. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine them making another Thor without him directing. Like, he really revitalized that he, franchise. He, he yeah he created the identity Thor has right now he he's smart enough to you know Chris Hemsworth he, you know he's a funny guy and you know he, what's even he was serious in the other movies and what's even better than a serious person a serious guy that's also very funny right so they figured it out in Ragnarok and now we have Thor Love and Thunder and I'm it's probably the movie I'm most looking forward to just because the director combination uh, we got Tess Thompson back mm-hmm. uh, we have Natalie Portman who is a who hated the MCU. Yeah. Wanted nothing to do with it until the Thor movies and the uh, Avengers movies gross like more money than we've ever seen. So, quite literally, because Endgame is actually now the number one movie all time worldwide grossing at the box office. Yeah, I mean, it felt Yay. it felt inevitable that this would happen. Um, it was just kind it. of like, okay, when will it happen? Rather than if it will happen, and yeah, they did it. Good, good for them. We did it, guys. We beat that fucking those fucking blue people. We beat James Cameron, and we got Disney the the very the money they very much needed. So yeah, good for us. We are all winners. now they own Avatar too, so we're all winners here. <laughs> so it's, Disney's the real winner, always. Uh, some of the other big announcements we got, and like I said, I'm very much looking forward uh, to Love and Thunder. I'm a little surprised that they they did they sort of announced. Gal- I mean, we've known Guardians three was coming out, hmm. but there is no timeline for for Guardians three right now which i thought was very interesting um just to kind of quickly go over the timeline of things that were announced so black widow which is starring obviously scarlett johansson our boy david harbour uh gonna be great really excited for him to be in the mcu it's also featuring uh florence Pugh from uh midsommar which that's a movie (laughs) um so we got black widow in may of 2020 that is the movie that's coming out next in fall of 2020 is our first Disney Plus TV show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I am also very much looking forward. Yeah, a lot of hype for that. Uh, and also, they Kevin Feige kind of made it sound like we don't have a choice. We have to buy Disney Plus now, <laughs> which I was going to do anyway, because they basically made it seem like they're putting in just as much of budget and just as much of uh, time and effort into these TV shows yeah, than they are in the movies. Because, and they're all connected now, which mm. uh, which the, the Netflix movie, uh, shows officially became unconnected i think after like the first two seasons of, of all the respective shows and now we get falcon and the winter soldier which i'm, I'm wicked excited for that so that's fall 2020 mm-hmm. uh right after that we get the eternals in november of next year which i don't know too much about the eternals i don't know about a lot of some of the things on here but right. i'm very much looking forward to them so we get that in november the cast of the eternals is so good yeah, we got Rob Stark, Richard Madden, mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie, Camille Nanjani, Selma Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry, one of my favorite actors right yeah, now from Paper Atlanta. Boy, right? Love him. Yep, yeah. Paperboy. Uh, Dong Siok Ma. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry if I mispronounced that. <laughs> yes, we apologize. Uh, but uh, he's in Train to Busan, and he's really awesome in that. So that is that's probably I'm a, that's going to be I think their first big big movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be. Because Black Widow, I'm sure, is going to pull in fans. I don't think it's going to it's going to break the box office. I think Eternals is going to be the one that draws a lot of people Could if the early receptions are good. Yeah. Um, so uh, that Lauren, rounds out. Lauren Ridloff, also in this movie, I just want to give her a shout out. She is on The Walking Dead currently. Came on last season. She's one of the best parts of the show right now. 
Interesting. I know not a lot of people are into The Walking Dead anymore, but sure want to give her credit where she's where it's due. All right, that was a little. I was talking Walking Dead for you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we go jump into twenty 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 one, which has seven Marvel properties coming out that Jesus year. Jesus Christ! We have Shang Chi coming out in February February twelfth, twenty twenty one, which I'm pretty excited for that because I know nothing about Shang Chi. Oh, dude, uh, me it's, either. It's you a hero. It's a hero I've like heard about before. I just don't know anything about him, and I'm pretty excited for this. One because it's just it's different. It's different from what we've had. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, the Mandarin is the bad guy in this movie. Yes, so the they're, real they're, Mandarin. The real Mandarin, not Trevor. <laughs> oh, that Trevor. was so good. That was so oh, good. Man. So we're getting the Mandarin, Shang Chi, February twelfth, twenty twenty one. We have WandaVision, yeah, mm-hmm. the show everyone's looking forward to, coming out in spring twenty twenty one with. Uh, Scarlet Witch and I think Vision's in it and I think that's why it's called WandaVision yeah, yeah I, would, so. uh, I would expect him to show up as well sure and then we have Loki also coming out spring 2021 mm-hmm. which I think that's a show I'm, I'm looking forward to which is Loki jumping through different events in in the history of man which could be pretty interesting they set that up also in Avengers Endgame when he got the Tesseract and mm-hmm. he teleported out of there yeah, I would uh, say uh, if you die in the movies, don't worry, Disney Plus has you. For sure, yes. <laughs> I, also did, show. I have a feeling this is probably the last time we see Loki, too. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. And maybe, well, uh, maybe that sets up Thor, too. Maybe something that sets up Thor, because that comes out before Thor. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, after Loki, we have Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, which is also going to feature Scarlet Witch, so you know that's going to be set up in the WandaVision show. Yes. Looking forward to this because it's being pitched as like a horror movie, it's mm-hmm. like a multiverse horror movie. I'm all in on that. I, I the the first Doctor Strange movie wasn't one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but Doctor Strange really grew on me in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So looking forward to this, and it's Marvel, so I'm gonna go see it anyway. I'm gonna go see all these. Right. And then uh, next up is actually something I'm super super interested in. It's the What If series. Mm-hmm. This is something that we've heard rumbles about uh, way before Comic Con. It's been about a year since I heard about it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be an animated series with all the, the voice actors coming back to, to do their roles. Right. Like, I, I think there's a chance that we're going to get, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, Chris Evans and all that voicing their, their characters. Oh, 100%. 100%. In this show. And it's a series about what ifs, and Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's basically like, what if this happened? It's like, what if, mm-hmm. what if uh, Gwen Stacy got bit by the spider? And yeah, spider, spider Gwen. Um, in the logo, you can see the the Marvel zombies, so I expect at least one episode of Marvel Zombies, which is a fun, like alternate universe comic. We talked series. about that last week, I think. Yeah, yeah. So this is gonna be a good series, man. I'm really excited for this. And Jeffrey Wright, he's awesome. Yeah, such a good actor. So him playing the Watcher will be really fun. It's like I said, it's different. This, I mean, Phase Four is the thing of different stuff, which I'm really excited for. This is, yeah. I think once once Iron Man and Captain America were out of the picture, I think we didn't really know where we were going from here. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like uh, Spider Man, which technically ended Phase Three, just we just talked about today, made a billion dollars. Uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, the the all the highest grossing Spider Man movie of all time, which is mm-hmm. awesome because the, Tom Holland and that whole cast right there deserve that. So Phase Four was it's it's a lot of heroes we don't know. It's a lot of heroes that aren't relatively the the mainstream heroes um so after what if we have the hawkeye tv series and i think these are all miniseries i don't think you can expect these to be continually running shows i know for sure um the falcon and winter soldier is a limited series like eight episodes 
Correct. And, and uh, I think Kevin Feige mentioned that, that they're, they're pouring a lot of money into that one, which I'm actually very excited for. Yeah, it should be great. Because uh, Daniel Brohl is also back as the villain Zemo, which, yes. I, which is pretty interesting to me, too. And uh, Emily Van Camp's back as Sharon Carter, the niece to Captain America that he made out with. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's not talk about that. Oof. Just going to uh, skip over so, that. Yeah, fuck, uh, fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, Hawkeye is uh, fall of 2021 that is going to be i i think i think jeremy runner's back for that one he is yep he is going to be handling over the mantle to kate bishop uh, yep. for for hawkeye that's that whole series is going to be about so i can assume we're going to see her take over the hawkeye mantle for maybe some movies because i don't know i i don't know if this is 100 percent confirmed but i do think they're going to eventually do another avengers movie yeah well yeah it's i wanted to talk about that so we had this whole announcement, but we didn't have a, and by the way, in like 2023, Avengers 5. Yeah, which, because like, they're setting up the event. The Avengers is obviously still a thing mm-hmm. because it's mentioned in Spider-Man and, and, and people could question like, who's the leader of the Avengers? Mm-hmm. Uh, the logical choice, I guess, would be Thor, but he's always off planet, quote unquote. <laughs> so I don't know how that will work. And I guess we'll see what happens in Thor. And Thor, uh, Love and Thunder is the last movie on this timeline officially confirmed at least it comes out november 5th of 2021 mm. uh that is the movie i'm most looking forward to and of course is at yes, the end sir. of this list i'm looking forward to everything honestly i'm actually really looking forward to black widow because it's going to be in there she's fighting taskmaster in the in the movie mm. he's the main villain which i think is really fucking interesting i haven't really had a whole lot of exposure to him other than the spider-man ps4 video game right and his whole all, his like side missions and stuff are great so mm. it's he basically is like he always wears a mask and he has basically like a, a smaller version of Captain America's shield, right? Which yeah, is cool. So this I'm like I'm very excited. This was really surprising. And the one big thing, well, there, there's several things that another big thing that was confirmed that was out of fucking nowhere, like mm. oh, out of nowhere. And right. when I heard it, it, I was like, this makes so much goddamn sense. Mm. Like I, I I like I I think we all know what I'm talking about. Right. So. Uh, Blade. Yes. No, no, the Mahershala Blade. Yeah, man, it's super interesting. We're going to have the introduction of Blade, which means the introduction of vampires uh, yep. in the MCU, which we'll see how that works. I'm guessing they'll just be kind of underground, not really like a threat outside of the Blade movies. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of like shocked because one, Mahershala Ali in Luke Cage plays Cottonmouth. But they clearly don't give a shit about the Netflix movie or shows anymore. Nope. So that doesn't matter. He was really good as that. But it's also like he's really built a strong resume the last few years. He's won two Academy Awards in what, the last like three years, four years, something like that. And to have an actor who is so acclaimed to be like, yeah, I want to play a comic villain, it really legitimizes it. Not that comic movies aren't legitimate legitimized already but it really like sets a precedent like yeah big academy award winners are going to be seeking out these kind of roles now yeah i agree and he's he's actually like probably if he's not my favorite actor in hollywood right now he's definitely top three everything he's he's in he's He's just he's amazing in and one of the things i found really cool about this is that he actively campaigned to get the blade role which i think is awesome i think it's really fun like he was like all right i've won a bunch of awards now i want to play blade yeah, like you put me as, as like this B character in a Marvel TV show that doesn't even exist anymore. Like, right. why don't you put me in the in the big game? And Blade's <laughs> gonna fucking crush. I think when that Blade movie comes out, and I don't know, that's a, at least twenty twenty two. Same thing with X Men and Fantastic Four, which were also announced. 
Yeah, that was exciting too. Obviously, no like real confirmation, but at least like we're talking about them. It's happening. Yep. The the mutants and the in the Fantastic Four are officially in this universe, which I think is great. Another thing that actually kind of surprised me too is uh, no Deadpool. No no Deadpool. Yeah. So my three surprises were no Deadpool, no Spider Man announcement, and no Captain Marvel announcement. I thought that was a sure thing, like they were going to make another well, one as soon as possible, you know? Well, I mean, they announced that they're making a Captain Marvel 2. Mm. They did announce that. They just it, It's the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We just have no idea when that's going right, to be. Right, right. And Guardians is probably the most surprising to me. And we talked about it. I, feel, I said that they had to do a Guardians, as Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor. Right. And I'm, I'm really, I'm surprised that that's not, not the one of the, fir- the first movies they're tackling. Because we've been hearing about Guardians 3 for for like I feel like a, a year or two years with the whole thing with James Gunn and like so that that movie's been in pre-production for like ever so yeah I think um correct me if I'm wrong but I heard like they were going to go into production without him and then they were like okay we can't do this so they canceled it and then it kind of just got shelved for a while well the problem is that he's, he's still doing Suicide Squad right and that is he's con- I think Suicide Squad is got set to come out next year so the the, eman- cool. the emancipation of one Harley Quinn or whatever the, uh, that might be Birds of Prey. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Who cares about DC anymore? Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if none of the original Suicide Squad were in I, James Gunn Suicide Squad. I think Harley Quinn is like the only one that's yeah. that's coming back, uh, and, and I think everybody else got recast or they're just putting in new bad guys. But anyways, mm. yeah. So he's doing he's doing Suicide Squad first, which sucks because that's a, just a universe I do not give a shit about anymore at all. I, I didn't hate the first Suicide Squad. It was a fun popcorn flick, like matinee type movie, you know. I think I think in the in the world we're in now of, of universe building, mm. it's tough to like just care about that story anymore. It's the same thing. Like I can't really ever go back and watch Batman vs Superman or Justice League again because like it just doesn't matter. Right. Like those movies like just don't matter to anything in the future. So, and like they're not that they're not that good. So like I just have no reason to go back and watch them, mm-hmm. which is how I feel kind of about Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad. Man, you want to talk about movies that that really sell you with the trailer? Suicide Squad <laughs> might have fucking duped everyone. Cause Suicide Squad, I I would argue, had the best trailer ever mm-hmm. with Bohemian Rhapsody and all that. They they really sold that movie. I was like, holy shit, this movie's gonna be awesome. And yeah. sure enough, it wasn't. That whole trailer was so good that they actually like hired the company to re-edit the movie. <laughs> Still it couldn't was, save it, but that I I I, I get chills thinking about that trailer because it was so fucking. Good. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's phase four is gonna be very interesting, and and you know it. I to me, it's it's a high high risk, high reward for for Marvel right now, uh, because if a lot of these stink, and I think the movie I'm most worried about stinking is Eternals. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if a lot of these stink, like I do think that it's the potential, and I also think that maybe this is why they put Thor at the end of this list. That maybe there's a potential where like the 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 buzz for Marvel is going to drop off because it's, it's at an, it's been at an all time high the past two years. And I, mm. I can't really get higher than that. I, I think the, their, their goal right now is to maintain the same level of where they've been at, which is basically impossible. But I, I think their absolute worst case scenario is if, if these stink mm. and I think we'll get a first glance with, with black widow, which I, I have pretty high hopes for. I have high hopes for Falcon and the winter soldier, but Eternals I think could potentially be the one that, Maybe puts us on a downward trajectory. Maybe that's why they have Thor pushed out so long. Cause you, you, it's like almost all but a guarantee that Thor's gonna be fucking awesome. So, yeah. 
So yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I I think if there was a time where they can experiment with weird properties, it's now. They've gotten they have so much goodwill that it's like, okay, show me what you got, Marvel. Like I'm I'm along for the ride now. Yeah, like 100. percent Like I'm gonna we're gonna tune into all these. Mm. The pod will still be around and better than ever for this. Yes, and maybe with a permanent name. So there was a couple other things that have dropped between when we last talked and now. Obviously, Comic-Con was a big one. Uh, the Witcher trailer came out for in yeah. Comic-Con, which, man, if I wasn't if I wasn't <laughs> at my all-time excitement for this show, I sure as fuck am now. This Henry Cable, everyone in this show looks fucking awesome. It looks... This is the show, man. This is going to be... I'm calling it, this is going to be the show when it drops. I, I'm hoping it comes out this year, too, because mm. it looks like they've gotten pretty far with, with production if they're yeah. not done already. Right. Yeah, man, I think um, if there ever was a show that could just continue where Game of Thrones left off in terms of cultural impact and fantasy, it's this show. Yep. It has a huge fan base, one, with the games, obviously. Every, even though these aren't an adaptation of the games, it's still, you know, very similar to the games. Yep. And then a lot of people who, you know, were fans of the books, and then a lot of people who are more open to fantasy TV shows because of Game of Thrones. This is like the perfect time for this show to come out. For people who don't know what The Witcher is or, or, or who Geralt of is, he's basically like a Batman in like this fantasy world. Is mm-hmm. like the best way I can describe him. He's part of, he's part of like this Witcher order. Uh, he, he knows some magic. He knows to cast potions. He basically fights like these demons, uh, the, these occult creatures, the uh, these fantasy mystical creatures it's fucking awesome the game mm-hmm. is awesome but yeah i've never i've never read the books and i think we've talked about this before it's basically it's basically like poland's like game of thrones right this is and this is this is i do think this is going to be the next game of thrones type mm-hmm. level maybe not in the first season but i especially because it's a worldwide phenomenon mainly mm-hmm. in europe also right. i think this is really going to be the thing that one apparently saves netflix because netflix is is losing like billions yeah i was i was pretty surprised about that because who like oh i guess people probably just tune in for like stranger things and then cancel the subscription right yeah i mean this whole thing with marvel and disney plus and them announcing all this doesn't really help netflix either because there's a lot of original content going to that with like the the mandalorian which is another thing surprised we didn't get a little bit more but i guess that's star wars so that's right star wars you have like their own convention star wars i think that they were at comic-con i just don't think they had like any big any big um shows or anything like that right like i think that there was like new toys at comic-con uh there was stuff like that but they well they had a star wars celebration which was back in that's what it is yes maybe i want to say yeah that's when we got the new trailer for the new movie and yeah yeah so this this could be the show i'm not gonna say it saves netflix because everybody has a netflix account still so i don't think Mm. they're gonna be be out in the streets begging for change next week but right uh, this show Man, I'm really looking forward to this, and I, I, I think that even people that know nothing about the game and the books are gonna be interested in this one because that's Henry Cavill, who right. is a hunk of a man for the for the <laughs> ladies and the men, and and I think he's an overall great actor. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna be great. Two thumbs up, man. I'm, I'm this all time high for this for me right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean Henry Cavill somehow looking more jacked somehow. in this movie. Like I don't, I don't yeah. understand. Not even that. He's just like ripped. Yeah. Like Superman, he had to get jacked. This one, Gerald is ripped and jacked. So it's mm-hmm. like he's gripped. He's jacked. <laughs> so hell yeah, dude. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for a full nudity scene for him. <laughs> hey man, might get your wish. I don't know. I feel like uh, he, well, he's from England, right? Or from yes. Yeah, 
They, they don't care about that stuff over there. Sure don't. So, not if he's, and not if he's hung on like a horse, too. You know? True, true. So there could be that. All right. Um, Zombieland. Zombieland Double about Tap. That. It dropped today. Uh, today. When we're recording this. Yeah, so I'm on a little bit of a, of a high with Woody Harrelson right now because I'm, I'm re-watching True Detective Ooh, season nice. one, and he's just – he's so good in that. He's, he's near, near perfect. Mm. Yeah, then, that is perfect of a show you can get is that first season of True Detective. For sure. And I've, I've been listening to a lot of stuff with Jesse Eisenberg because he's promoting a, a movie that's coming out right now. And it's crazy. Also, Emma Stone. Emma Stone can't get lost in all this also right. because – I, I feel like when Zombieland first came out, she obviously wasn't the mega star she was now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Emma Stone's probably the, the biggest attraction for anybody for this movie. She's yeah. she's an A, a of A-list uh, celebrity right now. Academy Award winner. It's so funny. When uh, they shot the movie years ago, who knew that all four of these actors would be Academy Award nominees and then she'd be a winner? That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a great point. Because Abigail Breslin for uh, Little Miss Sunshine, too. Mm-hmm. Great point. So good. Yeah. This is uh, I'm really excited for this because this is, uh, I guess you could quote unquote call it original, and though I think it was a comic book, and then it was obviously the first movie, so it's a sequel. But this is great. I mean, it's it's one of the things that the zombie genre got right. So mm. it looks awesome. The whole adding plot. a lot of good uh, actors to it as well. Correct. Yeah, that's the other big thing is we're finally getting we're gonna getting a lot of different people in the mix because mm. it was basically just them and Bill Murray in the first one. Right. Um, the premise of this one is Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies, fellow survivors, and the green pains of the snarky makeshift family. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, again, two thumbs up. This is uh, comes out this October. So when we do our fall preview, this is this is going to be up there. I'm assuming this is going to be mm. see it for both of us. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a, uh, I would imagine, a whole topic of an episode. I'm ready for well, that. Oh, for sure, yeah. This is this is a movie I'm very much looking forward to. It's it's probably not going to be nominated for an Academy Award this year, <laughs> but it's it's a movie I I'm going to be seeing opening night. Yeah. So fuck yeah, Zombieland, Double Tap, two thumbs up. I can't wait for this. Uh, me neither. It's some more slop for me to hog on, man. <laughs> All right, so we both saw a movie this week. Um, yep, and that. I also, What's that? I also saw this movie like 20 years ago when I was a kid, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's that, too. So, Dylan, what movie are we talking about today? We are, are, ta- we are talking about The Lion King by Disney. Yeah, we are. The second one. There's the remake, the quote-unquote live action. It's the upgraded version of the first one. It's the yeah, technologically it's like, upgraded version of the first one. It's like, um, have you ever seen videos where people have like the newest graphic card with like shaders on? Yeah, it'll be like Minecraft and then Minecraft with shaders, and yep. it looks like real life. Yep. That's pretty much what they did with this. Yes, um, twenty thousand nineteens, twenty thousand nineteen, right? Two thousand The Lion King, directed by John Favreau, mm. starring. If you want to say he's starring in this, um, Childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover mm. as Simba. Although I think he has a total of like ten lines in this movie. <laughs> uh, Chiwetel. Ejiofor as Scar, who he was fucking awesome. He was a great voice of Scar. Mm-hmm. I thought he was one of the highlights of this movie. John Oliver as Zazu, James Earl Jones as Mufasa again, which I th- with I think like new recorded lines. I think last time we talked about a lot. I thought a lot of these would be pre-recorded. Uh, they weren't. Uh, they, I think this was him doing new lines, which was interesting. Um, John Connie as Rafiki, Alfred Woodard as Sarabi, J.D. McCreary as Young Simba. I'm just going on the whole fucking cast right mm-hmm. now. 
I'm going to fuck this name up. Shahadi <laughs> Wright Joseph, who was in Us this year, which was one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Kamari, the hyena. Eric Andre, my boy, as Azizi the hyena. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Kasumbe, who I think was in Black Panther. It plays Shenzi. Uh, and then the two people who stole the show, uh, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner as Pumone, uh, Pumba and Timon. Yep. Just fucking, just great. Uh, can't forget Beyonce and the Beehive. Don't know why she's not like up on this list. Yeah, right. Um, as as Nala, yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna let you go for let this brew my tummy for a second. What 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 are your thoughts on this? Well, it was um, <clears throat> it was enjoyable. It it was the same movie exactly, and I think the biggest thing that separates like for me and my enjoyment between the animated Aladdin the new Aladdin, the animated Beauty and the Beast, the new Beauty and the Beast, the animated Lion King, this is because it's not like real people. It's just, it just feels like this is exactly the same. Not that those other movies weren't exactly the same, but it was at least like, you know, real life, real people doing stuff, acting, facial expressions. They decided to make the animals less expressive than the Jungle Book. Um, and I think that was a huge mistake because it does kind of like feel weird when they're delivering their lines and they're also like pretty blank face. Um, I thought the movie overall was good. I'm glad I saw it and apparently tons of people saw it. So Dylan, what did you think? First off, score you coward. (laughs) Oh, okay. If I had to score it, I would say this gets a six and a half out of ten. All right, all right. We're not sticking to the hundred, the hundred score. Today, but uh, uh, so when I I almost walked out of the theater in the first ten minutes because I was like, God damn, they really are just going shot for shot remake, which right. genuinely surprised because I told you I said it was thirty minutes longer, and there were like a one or two new scenes in this. There was one new song, which I think is the whole thing is just Oscar bait for the song, right? With Beyonce when they're and this is oh, by the way, this is all spoilers. You've seen the Lion King, so. <laughs> Um, with, when they were charging back the Pride Rock, I think that's a new song, Beyonce. I could be wrong. Okay. Maybe I'm just misremembering. But um, so I told myself when I left the theater that it, that I'm taking 20 points off whatever my score is on because oh my God. Okay. this is this is not an original story mm-hmm. uh, by any means. This, like I said, this is a technologically upgraded version of the 90s movie. Right. Uh, so if I'm grading this on a movie as a whole. Uh, I would say probably the animated movie is like a 95. It's it's awesome. It's one of the, mm-hmm. the best Disney movies they've ever put out. So I'm probably giving this, and I, I'll go into it after. I guess, I guess if I'm rating this just on a movie by itself, not even thinking about the other Lion King, I'm probably giving it like an 83, 85, that mm-hmm. range. Uh, but if I'm going by the 20 points taken off, that's going to bring it back down to like a 63, 65. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're in the same ballpark. Um. I did not think that the voice sync with these, and it could have been the theater I was in. It could have just been me, me being half deaf in one ear, and right. uh, there was a lot of kids in the theater. I didn't think the voice syncs linked up with the characters well at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that paid me the most, I did not think Donald Glover was good as Simba at all either. Which right. Donald Glover is one of my favorite actors. Speaking of Mahershala Ali, Donald Glover is probably in that top three also. He's mm-hmm. my by far my top three entertainer between uh, TV, movies, and music. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think, uh, maybe maybe it was the, maybe I'm just like nitpicking and maybe it was the lack of lines or what I thought was the lack of lines. I didn't think that his whole thing would, I didn't think he was a good Simba. 
Right. I don't know what it, I don't know what it was, and I can't explain it to you. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the, I didn't think that the voices were lining up with the animals' mouths moving at all. And obviously, lions and uh, and other animals can't talk, so that's one that's problem A. But with that, look, I mean, don't get me wrong, it looked beautiful. Everything looked beautiful. Mm. It looked as real as it possibly could be without being fucking real. Right. It, I I just I I wasn't down with him as Simba, and I don't know what it was. I was just like. He just like he didn't seem like he wanted to be there. I guess I'm mm. almost I almost mean. And when when he started singing um, Akuna Matata once they did the progression when he got older, mm. I was like, he sounds like shit. Like this is like, and he's one he's one of the the best artists uh, going right artists now. Going. I think he has yeah. a great voice. I think he's super talented. I was like, this doesn't sound right to me at all. Um, yeah. Shout out Brian Wong brought up to me. He's like, who knew that Billy Eichner could sing? And I'm like, yeah, Billy Eichner <laughs> actually sounded great. He did. Um, yeah. John Oliver singing was laugh a lot funny because it was basically just him talking. Yeah, uh, same with uh, Seth Rogen. I thought uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who, uh, and I'm, I think I'm still botching that name. Um, other than Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, uh, was the best part of this movie. I think him mm. and Scar hit, hit the little uh, watered down version of "Be Prepared." I thought was great mm. because a lot of people say that's their favorite song, and I don't really think that's a great song. And part of it could be. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. For me, I was just like, when people were like mad about it being cut, I was like, really? Who cares? Um, another podcast I listened to today that was voted on is like the number two like best Disney song. I'm like, that's a fucking stretch. What? Okay. Um, I guess yeah. we're just not with it, Dylan. I don't know. So, I I don't. It's I don't. Like I, I almost uh, this movie was it almost a, a, a DNF did not finish because like I said in the first ten minutes when there was like a lot of kids around me like there was one fucking baby crying and I was like this is a shot for shot remake and this is a movie I watched last week with my kid this is a movie I've seen fifty times right. in the past in the past year I'm mm-hmm. like do I really want to spend the next two hours of my life sitting in this fucking theater <laughs> watching this movie right I think this is a great movie if you haven't seen it at home. Uh, I will probably never watch. Well, that's a lie. I'm gonna actually be forced to watch this movie. I will never willingly watch this movie ever again, right? Because I've seen the original. The original, in my opinion, is just it's it's the classic. So it's the one I'm going to go to. Uh, I do think that Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen and uh, Timon and Pumbaa were better in this movie. Uh, like I said, I think uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor was a better Scar. That's gonna be mm-hmm. a hot take, but I just thought that his voice was was better as Scar, and I thought he was more. Oh, I don't know. I'm now saying that out loud compared to Jeremy Irons. I would put him as a tie, I guess. But mm-hmm. They both have very powerful Shakespearean voices that lend a lot to the role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Um, I thought the hyenas were a lot funnier in this, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I guess I also don't, I really don't know what I expected. Like, right. I, I guess subconsciously I, I expected it for it to be different, and mm-hmm. that's bringing my disappointment. Um, it's not a bad movie, and it's it, – it's, mm-hmm. I'm comparing to the original and I, and like I said, for some reason I expected something different and something more. And mm. I guess I just didn't get it. This could be a movie too. Now that I've seen it and I, I, I know what it is. Right. Seeing it again, even though I don't want to, it'd probably be a better experience because mm. the first time I saw it too, was I was watching it with like a critical eye. You know right. what I mean? Right. right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to sit on a 63. This is the lowest movie for me that we reviewed this year. Yeah, I think um, part of the issue with Donald Glover is a lot of his charm and charisma comes through his, like, physical performance in movies and TV shows. And uh, that just doesn't come through, especially when the lion looked like a real lion and was not incredibly expressive Mm -hmm. in any way. So I think that hurt it a lot. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think if you have kids and they want to see it, 
you'll enjoy it. It's not a bad movie. It's not a bad experience. But like you said, I'm not running out to go see it again. I'm really glad that I did see it for once. Um, and that frustrates just average. The thing that frustrates me the most is that this is this is the ultimate money grab. Yes. You know. Um, oh, the, and it worked because currently, according to Box Office Mojo, it's made seven hundred and thirteen million dollars worldwide. Yeah, like I said, uh, it's gonna uh, it's gonna cross a billion this weekend. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous, I'm, I'm, still, and there's so much money. Disney is making so much money. Yeah, uh, this is a cash grab. I haven't seen Aladdin yet, so I can't really judge that. You said you liked it, and I don't know yeah. if it was. More because like because it way. felt different with the actors. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, and I hate that whole, like, why did this get made? Who asked for this? I think a lot of people were asking for this, honestly. Yeah. Uh, once they knew about it, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I wish I wish it didn't happen. But it did. Yeah. I'm not going to go cry about it. It's, like I said, it looked great. I, it, didn't, it it right now deserves the Oscar for, for special effects and all that because it was mm-hmm. just unbelievable, this shit they were able to do. Like I said, my only gripe... Tech, uh, technology wise, I didn't think the voices synced up well, but that's also because lions and fucking and giant warthogs and shit don't talk, so mm. that was part of it. But yeah, it's I would I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. And I think a lot of people love this going to see it. Yeah, and I think the people like the people that are giving it poor reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics uh, were doing because they were watching it with a critical eye. And I think mm. that that was probably part of the issue I had when I first watched it out. And yeah. I knew we were going to record this podcast and I was watching it saying like, all right, like this doesn't make sense to me. Like, like, like this is the same fucking movie, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story did not change. Uh, there's not, there's, I get, I think maybe that's one of the things I was, I was thinking about is maybe they, maybe they do Mufasa's death differently. Maybe they make Simba realize or make Simba reconnect with his, I don't know, you can call it like his, his tribe. I don't even know what you would call them. Pack. Um, his pack. Yep. Uh, or his pride way. that's the name right it's pride the, yeah. Yeah, the pride that's what it is a, a different way uh, like I said Tomorrow and Puma once they came on screen it definitely lightened the movie up a lot more for me mm-hmm. uh, because I, they were they were I much prefer them as Tomorrow and Pumbaa than uh, the previous two I'm forgetting their names it's um, a, a Nathan Nathan Lane I think was Timon I forget who was Pumbaa yeah. but doesn't matter uh, yeah. Yeah. They were great. Billy, I thought Billy Eichner was great. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm at the end of uh, Parks and Rec. Yes. He's in there. And he's he, so he does funny. His, oh, my God. He does his yelling and all that. And so mm. it's it's so funny because I went and saw Lion King, then I went and watched two Parks and Rec's episode after, and there were episodes that were heavy on Billy Eichner. And I'm like, it's it's so funny that he's just, that's who he is. Yeah. The way he access to home. So, mm. yeah, man, 63. That's Sorry, I'm going to let you talk now because I've rambled on, but yeah. No, I think you said pretty much everything. I would say um, I do want to touch on in terms of movies nobody asked for unless you want to add anything more about The Lion King. No, that's it for me. I mean, everybody knows what this movie is now. Mm -hmm. So for real, who the hell asked for this version of Cats? Mm. (laughs) I just slammed my drink down. Yeah, I forgot all about fucking cats, man. Thanks (laughs) for bringing that up. Speaking of cats. We're moving on to a different type of cat. We're talking that cat strip. Holy baby. shit. That was My horrifying. That, what the fuck? Is, <laughs> so I've never seen the cat sh- trail or like show. Yeah, nor have this, I. Man, this trailer. Talk about furries. <laughs> Talk about people going out to the movie theater. The furries are going to be flocking out to this thing. Mm-hmm. I, this this might be the, this other than Endgame and Lion King, this must be the highest grossing movie of the year. Because you're gonna get you're gonna get the people that love Broadway and cats. Mm-hmm. Although I've been told that like, there's just no story to cats. That's like, what I heard, I heard too. So I'm surprised they're making a movie. 
I heard like the whole like spectacle of cats, the song and like in like the props of the set and all these mm. people dressed up as cats. Right. Um, you're gonna get like furries going to this. You're gonna get the Taylor Swift crowd going to this. Oh right. She's uh, I guess Jesus if James Christ. Corden has a crowd, you're gonna get the James Corden people going to this. Yeah. You're gonna get the Jennifer Hudson people going to this. You're gonna get the people that just love Broadway, like I said, mm. who love musicals. Like I'm gonna go see this one because I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna take like an edible and go see this and like just trip out or freak out because it does look horrifying. <laughs> Sprint from the it looks auditorium. Terrifying. Yeah. The technology that they're using is it's basically like the Lion King technology, except they're putting human faces on the cats. Yeah, and making it's, them it, like human bodies. Oh. It's I I don't know the same thing. I don't know what I expected with cats, but it wasn't that. I don't I know. I just never expected them to make this movie. Why? I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that because I think it's going to be a fucking absurd movie. Yeah. It is going to be absurd. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be something. That's that's for sure. Um, I don't know if I want to see this movie. As it gets closer, we'll decide if we want to cover it. Cause... Is it an IMAX? I'm going oh, to God damn it. <laughs> if it's an IMAX, I'm definitely going to see it in IMAX. Oh, man. So I, I think the internet had a lot of fun with this. Yeah, it's interesting. James Corden is, is Buster Jones. Man. What a casting. That's the, like yeah. the fat, like, like bumbly cat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey, Hollywood is aggressively trying to make James Corden happen. So sure is. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to cover before we sign off on this episode? No. So thanks for sticking around. Shout out Brian Wong. I know he's still listening. Uh, he, he's, he's one of our listeners, man. He's yes. great. Thank well, you. Shout out Brian Wong. I appreciate all the input you give to us. Scott Bowden still not listening to the last episode. Oof. I can tell. So we are no longer shouting him out. It's pretty awkward. It's not great. So, no, uh, keep checking out the YouTube page, man. Mm. We can get everything on YouTube. Uh, We're we're on the up and up. Brian's got some things in his sleeve he's been working on during unemployment. So I'm looking forward (laughs) to that. We're hoping to uh, maybe start uh, Skype video recording this chat. Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, I have to clean myself up in in my my room up. So I got to do that first. Uh, other than that, nope. DJ Clever Lang with two Bs at uh, Twitter. That's all I got. That's all I got for me. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching this. If you're listening in iTunes, make sure you leave us a nice review or a mean review with five stars. It's fine if you're mean, as long as you give us five stars. Also, do me a favor because all the other popular podcasts say this: subscribe and unsubscribe. Because I also just want to make sure that like Wicked Good Show, mm. uh, it, uh, it gets gets rec- some sort of recognition on iTunes when we're right. searching. So. Right. And then um, if you're listening on iTunes, go to our YouTube channel. Check us out. We're youtube.com slash Wicked Everything. We're on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Good Everything. And, of course, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. And you can find me on Twitter at the fake Mara. That's B-M-A-R-R. Next, uh, next week, once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. Seeing it tonight. So hyped. That's why we had to move around our recording schedule. I'm yes. seeing it tonight. Um, I'm seeing it at a theater that doesn't have reclining or leather seats. Oh, so Jesus. kill me. Or it doesn't yeah, have reserve seats. It will feel like uh, the 60s Hollywood, right? It doesn't have reserve seats either. So shoot me. I got to get there like 40 minutes before just to get yeah. us all. So no, that's, that's fair. Shout out to all the movie theaters around me not having realistic times other than this movie. So oh, awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Dylan, good luck with that. Peace. Peace. Later.